That's just a terrible throw by Sam Darnold. Team Ghosts. Poor Sam. Just the just the latest victim of the uh, Patriots defense. Brutal Monday night game, guys. Oh my goodness. Welcome in, everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger, coming in here with Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek, as always. Guys, how we doing? doing a lot good. better than Sam Darnold, that's for sure. <laughs> Seeing ghosts out there, man. Doing well, it like, is, is the season. It is the season. <laughs> spooky season. <laughs> Speaking of spooky, guys, um, one week from today, we've got our Spooky Power Hour episode, so it's a reminder to the fan base, uh, please email us any questions you have at... Uh, the South Lot Football Guys email, such so as South Lot Football Guys at gmail.com. Uh, so please do send us uh, any questions you have. We'll read them on the air and, uh, you know, we'll have a little bit of fun with it. But with that, uh, guys, we're ready to go into some news and notes items here. Uh, first off, probably the biggest thing that uh, took place last week in the Thursday night game. Patrick Mahomes had that knee injury on uh, <laughs> on the uh, quarterback sneak of all things. So um, it actually looks like it's going to be a best case scenario. Right? He's going to be out uh, anywhere from three to six weeks, but you know he will come back this year. So that's great news for the Chiefs and, and their playoff hopes. I was seeing Andy Reid came up out and said he's not ruling Mahomes out for Sunday night, which is just crazy. I think he was limited today. That's asinine. I. I don't America understand. wants just, it. America wants Rodgers versus wow. Mahomes. I mean, Come they on. State Farm wants it too. They, they won the division. <laughs> Do you know how much. much State Farm is on the line for this matchup? We <laughs> <laughs> could get him out there. Gotta get him. Out there. Um, <laughs> that so, is true. So yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes obviously uh, very hobbled at the moment. Um, I, I do think this team can compete um, in the interim with Matt Moore, though, to an extent. So um, definitely a tough matchup, though, against the Pack to start off. So. Uh, other big news, uh, on Johnson and Flash Gordon, uh, are both now on, uh, IR. Um, so guys, a lot of fallout there. Obviously, on Johnson, this is, uh, two season ending knee injuries essentially, uh, in, uh, as many years for him. So start off with that. What are we thinking with Carrion's future? Man, that's, that's tough. He's, ah, he's. That's not good. I mean, it was a knee last year, right? Yep. And here we are again. Here we are. Same as it ever was. That's not good if you got bad knees. Yeah, yeah. guy had a lot of carries in college. Yep. Um, hopefully. I mean, his name is Carry On, so why wouldn't he? Yeah, until he gets hurt. Uh, Adam, talk to us about uh, Mr. Josh Gordon. Uh, yeah, he got, got hurt making that goal line tackle. Um, I didn't. From what I'm seeing now, it, it seems like he's pretty close to being healthy, and uh, I think the Patriots are going to release him, wave him via the IR, so he'll be free to sign. Um, not not too sure what exactly happened there with the uh, the Pats, but um, yeah, they traded. As we're going to do, they traded for the Sanu Sanu Canoe. Yeah, so good segue there, Adam. Uh, you think Sanu can contribute uh, in the near term for the Patriots, or is this more of a stretch run play? If any, I I think they're gonna get, try to get him integrated as soon as possible. I mean, they gave up a second round pick for him. I think that shows the urgency that Bill Belichick has, and I think they're going for the perfect season. And you know, you wouldn't see them give up a second round pick now if if they weren't doing that. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I know he's got he's got an arm. I'm sure you'll see him throwing a couple balls. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Bill does with him. Sure, sure. 
And uh, obviously another big trade took place. Emmanuel Sanders going from uh, San Francisco uh, to the Niners in San Francisco. Uh, so that's uh, that's good news for him. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, in Denver, he, he was kind of limited uh, based on just kind of as far as that offense would go. So a little bit more upside here now. Uh, Robbie, what do you think about the uh, Sanders trade? Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a help. I just it's kind of a weird scenario. They're they're so in the fact that there's so much hype surrounding Dante Pettis going in the season, and they're even Niners. They're all up on him, and then Shanahan now just hates him. So I guess they had to come out and get Sanders. I think he's going to be a help though for uh, Jimmy G. But this is still to me a run first team. And that's always how Kyle Shanahan has operated. Um, and they, hey, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, he's got the guys to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how much utilization he's going to get early on, but I think this is going to be a key move for the team uh, come week 14 or so when they are potentially battling for the one seed in the NFC. And, uh, you know, they need a little bit more of a dynamic offense. So I, I think it's a great move for them because that was a clear weakness on their team. Um, Goodwin and Pettis and Debo Samuel, none of those guys had really separated themselves from the pack yet. It had really shown us anything prolific on tape. So, um, you know, good good move for uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Hopefully uh, he can get a shot at a title here now. Yeah, I think it's a really good scheme fit too there in San Francisco. Yeah. A lot of short routes. All right, guys, with that, why don't we get into our Week 7 recap. Uh, with that, we're going to take a look back at our locks from last week. So, Adam, congratulations. Rams minus three. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> too easy, too easy. That one, yeah, Falcons. Oh, man, if, if, only, uh, if only it was uh, as easy for us. So, Robbie, you had Lions money line. So I missed oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it just didn't work out. Uh, and of course, my lock of the week: um, Giants at home against the Cardinals. So I missed. Yeah, not quite. That one hurt. Yeah, that one did hurt. Um, <laughs> well, Pat so, Shermer going for uh, it was third and like sixteen, runs the ball up the middle, and it goes for it on fourth down. I don't know. It yeah. was not aggressive. Sloppy game uh, in the marsh in the in the Meadowlands there. So, um, you know, we're we're looking to rebound though this week, so we're feeling good about these locks, but. Uh, I want to know about uh, what surprised you in this last week, Adam. So uh, why don't you start us off, Adam? All right, for my week eight surprise, um, it was the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Thursday night, I know there's a lot of talk pregame. You know, with Doug Peterson, <laughs> um, you know, guaranteeing a win. Seemed like the Cowboys came out and they, from the moment that game started, they dominated. That like Eagles got a, their touchdown on a drive, or it continued like two third down. Um, defensive penalties they, they they flat out dominated the eagles and it was a really good statement game from them and uh you know this, those tackles they're starting to get a little bit more healthy and you're going to see this run game take off a little bit more um I, i'm excited to see where this offense goes yeah. and uh robbie yeah for for me uh i, I was a uh, ple- pleasantly surprised by the chiefs how they um God, first of all i'm, I'm gonna just just say this, Andy Reid. What are you doing? Fourth, fourth and one. You bring out. You try to go with the QB sneak with Mahomes, who's already hobbled. What are you doing? And that that hurt him. Anyways, I, I was pretty um, pleasantly surprised with Matt Morse 
stepping in and being able to lead this uh, Chiefs team to just absolutely stomp over his Broncos team. And even the defense showed up to play. Yeah. Uh, they they really had some heart out there on Thursday night. Yep, defense really led the way in that game. Uh, impressive to see them step up because that was something that uh, you know they really hadn't done yet this year. So. Uh, they're they're definitely going to need to uh, play well in his absence, though, to to uh, you know remain in contention here and keep winning games while Mahomes is out. But uh, for me, guys, a uh, big team that I was surprised by was the Titans. I I thought the Chargers would be able to handle them on the road, but um, you know Tannehill played better than I thought he would. And uh, all of a sudden, I mean, you could kind of see. Uh, the makings of a respectable offense there. It's not like they don't have players. I mean, you got a respectable offensive line. You have a receiving core of um, A.J. Brown, who's looking really good as a rookie. Uh, Corey Davis, who is a first-round talent. And uh, in the slot, people forget that they got Adam Humphreys, who's a very good slot player. You know, Don't forget about Delaney Walker at tight end. Uh, and then at running back, you got Derrick Henry. So, I mean, solid offensive unit. Tannehill comes in. Start moving the ball a little bit. Um, so I was impressed. Um, they did a little bit more than I thought they would. So I'm excited to see what they can do in the future. You know, this is a team that might be able to contend here with Tannehill. We'll, uh, we'll go snake style here. So I'll take uh, my bad surprise. So mine is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't know how many times <laughs> the Seahawks uh, let <laughs> Lamar Jackson off the hook on third and long. Um, you know, you got to give Lamar Jackson a lot of credit because he, he made a ton of plays with his legs in this one, but Seahawks had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to get off the field in this game. Uh, couldn't do it. Lamar Jackson kept making them pay. And, uh, you know, the game really turned, on uh, probably one of Russell Wilson's worst throws of his career, uh, that Mark Peters took to the Marcus Peters took to the house. So, um, you know, pretty disappointed with that effort at home, but I, I think they should be able to rebound. You know, what's kind of funny. It, just uh, right before you were talking about doing the snake rotation, I was literally thinking the exact same thing. Like, yeah, maybe one time we should just snake it around. Yeah. <laughs> DK Metcalf had a bad fumble. <laughs> yeah, he did. Just the dropsies. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, Robbie. Uh, anyways, my uh, bad surprise with the New York. Jets. Oh, that I'm sure a lot there's a lot of people out there who were watching this game just turn it off after first like not even the first quarter because the Patriots defense was all over Sam Darnold. He was seeing ghosts. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of voodoo Bill Belichick had going on over there, but it was not a pretty sight for the Jets that day. I thought even CJ Mosley coming back into action would have helped something, but no, they just they got Belichicked. Yeah, they did. That was brutal. That was brutal. I'm going to go with the other New York team, the New York Giants. Um, you know, you thought with Evan Ingram coming back, Saquon coming back, you'd see this team fired up, and um, you know, you know, they're they're still in the midst of a playoff race in the AFC or NFC East, and they they came out flat. I don't know. They, Saquon didn't look healthy. Neither did Ingram. I mean, I. You know, if they're not healthy, don't play them. This, that, but Pat Shermer, this game really, really, uh, really pissed me off the way he played. He called the plays. You know, they get they when your quarterback's struggling, you got to be a little bit more aggressive in the fourth quarter. And he he continually just dumped off, 
did not really attempt to go for the first down until like third down and fourth down. So yeah, not, not a good, not a good effort all, at all. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll look to bounce back this week against the Lions. Yep. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into our boom bus players. We got to know if it's a Fugazi or if it's for real. So, uh, Robbie started off. So we got boom bust of starving Marvin Jones. He was, he was hungry for those touchdowns. He had four of them career high for him. And man, um, that's going to be a Fugazi for me. I think he's going to still be able to have games where he's going to be able to put up points, but, um, no, I don't think he's going to do quite this again. Uh, obviously what, um, just going away from Rhodes and just going right after Marvin Jones, who I think is, he's still a good wide receiver. He's not as good as Kenny G, but, um, yeah, the Lions decided to just take advantage of that, and it worked for them up until fourth quarter where they kind of stalled out. But Yeah, for me, um, you know, I was uh, blown away by the performance of Aaron Rodgers over the weekend. Um, looks like he's finally starting to click in that uh, Shanahan system. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm a little worried that this might be for real. The Packers are a scary team. They were a scary team even before Rodgers was starting to click. And now, um, you know, they're looking like a, uh, NFC title contender here. So, um, you know, the more comfortable, uh, and the better the relationship is between, uh, LaFleur and Rodgers. I mean, the sky's the limit there. So, I mean, this, this team looks like they're going to be very tough to beat down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers playing that well. This team is going to be definitely tough to beat. Uh, my boom player of the week is Chase Edmonds, and uh, I'm thinking this is for real. Um, you look at the first seven weeks, I think Chase Edmonds outplayed David Johnson in pure running terms. Um, I think David Johnson's a better pass catcher, but you know, I think he fits this offense a little bit better. He's a little bit shiftier, a little bit fast-paced. Um, I, I think going forward you might see, even when David Johnson's healthy, a lot of Chase Edmonds and maybe a 50-50 split. I'd like to see him both on the field. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is for real, um, sort of a breakout breakout year for Chase Edmonds. Wow. All right. Adam, yeah, why don't you give us your uh, bust? Okay, uh, my bust is going to be the same one as it was last week, Keenan Allen. <laughs> um, dull. I mean, he they and he came out and said some stuff before the game, how the offense needs to get going. Uh, the first quarter and a half, they are feeding him and, I, like he he looked awful. Um, looked slow out there. Him and Rivers feel like they've been doing this for a little bit too long together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he needs to step it up. Uh, this offense needs to step it up. But yeah, really bad performance by Keenan Allen, especially you, when. So you you still thinking this is for real? Or? Yeah, I mean, he, he I don't think he, I don't think he's a number one receiver on their team anymore. Uh, wow. Hunter Henry at Mike Williams, I think they passed him up, and uh, yeah, I think this might be the beginning of the end for Keenan Allen. Just don't see it anymore. He had he had one big game this year, but yeah, I'm not seeing that same twitch no. out there. And he, this is the guy that ran like a four six in the combine. He, yeah. All right, uh, for me, I mean, I was damn disappointed in Carson Wentz. Cost me a fantasy yeah. win. Uh, just did not look good out there. Um, you know, uh, guy, he's got to do more to uh, you know protect the ball. Had a couple fumbles in the game. Um, you know, just has not been in sync with his receivers either. I feel like him and Ertz just really haven't uh, been on the same page this year. Um, you know, I, 
it seems like he's he's pretty much locking in on uh, Alshon in a lot of ways. But you know this this team's struggling on offense, and and I think Carson Wentz is uh, a large piece of the problem. I mean, I'm not sure what the issue is here, uh, but you know it just he'll he'll make a great throw and he'll look like the guy that was taken you know at the top of the uh, at the top of the draft a few years ago. But um, I mean, with every one of those throws, you get a head scratcher too. So. Um, you know, I think I think the jury's still out on Carson Wentz. I'm I'm gonna say this is a fugazi for now, but you know, I'm starting to I'm starting to wonder and I'm starting to lean the other way that you know maybe this guy isn't as good as you know what we all thought in that magical second season he had before he got hurt. You gotta just hope that Deshaun Jackson coming back sometime, whenever he does come back. Um, you gotta hope that that helps. Yeah, open things up for once a little bit. Yeah, yep. Uh, for me, my bust Evan Ingram. I think he just had one catch for not a whole lot of yards. He had the dropsies. He had a he had a little bit of the dropsies there. He had a could have been a lot eye. better. He got <laughs> poked in the eye. Had the gloves on. Took the gloves off. I think he put them back on. What? <laughs> why do you even take it off? Oh, it's it's raining. So let's let's just take the gloves off. You know, there were a lot but, of Giants players without gloves that game. I don't. A lot of giant weird. searching. Yeah, really search. I don't know what was going on with that team. They, they didn't come to play. But I mean, Danny, but, I'm certain Danny Doe out there. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I mean, the tight ends position still got done with uh, Red Ellison there uh, getting yep. a touchdown. It's just unfortunate it didn't go to Ingram. So this is this is just a fugazi for me. He's going to be coming back. It's just one of those off weeks in the office. Okay. All right. Well, let's get uh, let's get into a little buy or sell here. Um, Adam, why don't you kick it off for us? Okay, uh, Lamar Jackson, 2019 MVP. Ooh. I'm buying it. Wow, I'm buying wow. it. Um, you look at the performance in Seattle. Um, you know, his, his receivers were pretty bad. I mean, they had dropped. I think there was five drops. Um, Really didn't get it done at all through the passing game, but yet still dominated the game. Um, this is two weeks in a row now where he hasn't had a passing touchdown, and that offense has rolled. And uh, Mark Ingram really didn't have that good of a game. He couldn't really get the other weapons going. This was completely Lamar Jackson. Um, this was one of the better single-player performances I've seen. And, uh, yeah, I think when he's playing like this, Teams are going to have to play zone defense because you cannot play man against the Baltimore Ravens. He will cut you up the middle every time. You cannot spy him. He's too fast. Um, so it's going to be interesting. They're going into the bye next week, uh, Sunday night football. They're playing the Patriots. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that game, see what uh, Bill Belichick dials up to try to stop Lamar. Uh, that'll be good. Yeah, I think for me, I'm going to sell on it right now. But the stock is rising. I was I was very impressed with that game. Um, as you said, Adam, it was very much an individual performance out there. Um, I think what impressed me the most was uh, in the throws he did make, he didn't put his team in, in a bad situation once in that game. All the throws were in the right spots. And, you know, in a game of slip, uh, slip conditions, um, you know, he just played well to manage the game and, and make plays with his feet and, uh, he was the reason why they won that game uh, and uh, outplayed Russell Wilson, who, uh, if you would ask me the question uh, last week, I would have said he's ahead of him in the MVP chase. And 
Now I'm not so sure. The reason I'm selling is I, I kind of like uh, Deshaun Watson right now for the inside track of that. I think. Um, oh, yeah. I'm just calling MVP candidate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I would agree then he's an MVP candidate for sure. But, yeah, I, I think uh, I think him and Deshaun Watson and even Russell Wilson still, he had a bad game. But um, I think those three are just playing a cut above the rest right now. Yeah. I- as a candidate, I, I could see him. I, I would buy him as a fantasy MVP so far just for his draft capital and how well he's been running the ball. I mean, you said it. He, he, nobody could catch him when he's out running it. He's just way too fast. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not totally in to him being MVP this year yet, mostly because you have, again, a, a whole bunch of other guys, especially at the top of my list is Tom Brady. He's leading an undefeated Patriots team and their schedule looks like he could maybe take them even to an undefeated team. Like I, I I'm just not ready to buy Lamar, but like having my stocks going up for him. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, for me guys, buy or sell Dan Quinn has some dirt on Arthur Blank <laughs> because how the hell has he not been fired yet? <laughs> There's no reason there. He's, he I mean, there's got to be, like, there's some blackmail going on. That, Something that is going on. That makes as much sense as anything else I'm buying. Yeah. yeah like, I'm buying it. I, I, this is a buy for me. I, I cannot, but, like, the Falcons, like, at least the Dolphins are supposed to be bad. Like, the, the Falcons are a disaster right now. They're not even trying on defense. The offense is out of sync. You got Devontae Freeman out here throwing punches. I mean, it's a it's a damn disaster. I I think two weeks ago I was surprised when Dan Quinn still had a job. <laughs> and here we are, I'm still in shock. We so. were talking a couple of weeks ago, too. Like, this, they need a win here. Otherwise, Dan Quinn could get fired. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So, like, Arthur, I don't know. Arthur Blank, uh, something, he must have done something bad. That Arthur Dan might Quinn. be blanking on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think there's some dirt there or something, guys. I don't know how. But, uh, Robbie, what is uh, your buy or sell? Uh, my buy or sell is uh, head coach Zach. Taylor of the Cincinnati Bungles, um, are you buying or selling in the him being clueless? I'm gonna sell. I think uh, I I don't want to I don't want us to rush to judgment here. I think they have some very real personnel issues on that team, and um, yeah, that offensive line is a disaster, and and it needs to be rebuilt <laughs> pretty much entirely. The defense has <laughs> played poorly. Um, you know, they can't run the ball. So, uh, you know, while this doesn't look great for him and it hasn't been a good season, I, I'm not ready just yet to to call him uh, essentially worthless. So I'll, I'll, I'll sell on that one. Yeah, I'll probably sell just because, I mean, if he was clueless, they'd probably win a couple of these games. I, I think this team's gunning for the first overall pick. Uh, some, I feel like some of these play designs are, decent but they're they're not executing until it's like fourth quarter two minutes left and i don't know um but yeah i I mean this offense is looking absolutely terrible like evan said they're down a lot um but no i i'll I'll give them i'll give him the benefit of the doubt and you know see how he does the rest of the year you you guys could give him the benefit of the doubt i'm i'm buying in that he's just doesn't know what he's doing kind of read somewhere that most of his career has just been he's either been dragged up by like his dad or relatives or just basically had connections to get everything he's had so far um 
And I'm starting to buy into that right there. I I don't know if he actually knows what he's doing play calling wise. Well, the good news is is he coaches the Bengals, so that means he's got at least 15 more years of a leash on him. So. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into the Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even Oh, yeah, we talked about him a little bit earlier, but it's got to be Chase Edmonds. I mean... David Johnson was active in this game, uh, tried it out for the first drive. It was clear he wasn't healthy, and then Chase Edmonds took over after that. So definitely didn't see that yeah, one coming. Just, David Johnson just took one carry, and then he's like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chase has got this. Pretty pretty wild, um, but uh, looks looks great out there. So, um, you know, I like you said, Adam, I think this could be something we're seeing in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. So fall is here. And there's no better activity than heading down to Chris's Cornwall maze. This multi-acre maze is always one of the most unique ones you'll find. And this year, it's the toughest yet. This weekend will feature the Track Soul Run to Strike Out Hunger, which you're invited to run on their 5K polyurethane track that eclipses the maze. Now, if you'd consider yourself more of a music slave... Check out their audio garden where some of the best local bands perform each and every night just waiting for your canned applause. As that added entertainment, the famous Brazilian Spoonman, Cochise, <laughs> will be performing this weekend as well. Just off the I Am American Highway, Chris Cornell's... <laughs> it's a place you can't miss. You know the name. Kiss Chris Cornwall's Maze. Your time has come to be there and to be yourself. Oh boy, you you mispronounced the last name there. Uh, a little bit. Oh man, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. Oh boy. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Cornwall's. Uh, this is Cornwall Maze. <laughs> thank you for that. Okay. Let's get into the week eight preview. <laughs> uh, the Thursday night game is uh, the Washington Redskins are heading into uh, Minneapolis to take on the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are minus 16 at home, and it's a 42-point over-under. So that'll tell you what Vegas thinks about this one. Um, guys, for me, I like the Vikings on this one. I just think they'll be able to dominate uh, in terms of running the ball. I know uh, Thielen's going to be out, which definitely hurts them, but... To be honest, they weren't going to need him to win this game, and, and I still just think Delvin Cook's going to have a monster game. I, I think they'll be able to take the 17. Yeah, yeah, I think they they could absolutely. I'm with you there. Um, you, you see Chris Thompson's already ruled out. You've got Adrian Peterson questionable. Um, you got Josh Norman. He is, um, I believe, questionable too, but mo- I'm not expecting any of them to play. I think the Vikings, even without Adam Thielen, and primetime Kirk, I think they could be all right. Um, and, I, I mean, I think the big question for me is, I, I mean, you're thinking Scary Terry um, oh. on the Redskins. Or should you be scared of Xavier's, or Xavier Rhodes? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> um, especially since Kenny G, you know, last week he had two only two targets, only caught one of them for 21 yards. I, I think he's going to be fine before you had Alshon. 12 targets, 10 receptions, 76 yards, a touchdown for that. Sterling Shepard, 9 for 5 for 49. 
Then A-Rob, seven targets, seven receptions, 77 yards. I think you're going to be absolutely fine pulling out Scary Terry that night. But, um, I mean, this Minnesota Vikings D, I think they're going to – they're going to feast just on this Redskins defense in general. Yeah, I don't think... Offense, uh, Redskins offense. Yeah, to speak to your point about uh, Scary Terry real quick, I don't think the uh, Vikings travel their corners. So, uh, no. uh, Waynes, I think, plays the uh, weak side, and uh, Rhodes plays the strong side, and, and they don't switch that up. So, uh, it's not really necessarily a uh, traveling matchup on a wide receiver. So, But, um, yeah, Adam, what's your thoughts on the game? 16 is a lot of points. Um, you know, Redskins, they got a decent run D. Uh, I think they're going to try to force Kirk to beat them. And is this, a, is this a trap game after a big divisional matchup? This is this is a backdoor cover game. Oh. No, I, I, it's a trap. <laughs> I, I like the Redskins here with plus 16. I think Kirk, or, uh, Kirk Cousins makes a, one or two mistakes. Uh, I mean, I, I think over time he, he's proven prime time that that kind of stuff happens, and I think the Redskins, you know, Case Keenum coming back to the Vikings. I think he might be uh, seeing inspired effort, um, and wacky things happen on Thursday night football. I think you know a touchdown here, Redskins, maybe special teams, defense, and uh, I mean sixteen is a lot. I, I, just, I just I'll take the Redskins. I'll take my odds with the Redskins. Yeah, right. that, that that's pretty fair. The one thing that's just kind of got me swayed i'm i'm not as i'm not super confident in the vikings gonna throw that out there but i'm i'm picking them to cover but mostly because when they do win against weaker teams so far this year they've just dominated yep but i i absolutely see your point all right game two guys we've got the seattle seahawks heading into not so hot Atlanta to take on the falcons uh falcons are five point dogs at home this over under is 54 um, Robbie, kick it off. Yeah, it's a very high number. Um, for you got the Seahawks who kind of they kind of struggled a little bit against the Ravens there. Um, I think it was a little bit of a fluke game, and with them as five point favorites, I think that's that's a lock. That's my lock of the week right now. Jerry, it's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. <laughs> Thank you, Kramer. Um, yeah, Seahawks, they're just so so much the better team here. Falcons pass defense, I don't even know if they have any. That's very questionable to me at this point. They're probably one of the worst in the teams defending the pass if – not the <laughs> Dolphins, oh, it's terrible. them. Um, which I could see very productive game from the passing offense in particularly. Um, I think a sneaky play this week could be Jerron Brown. His snaps went up since He, he dropped the touchdown last week, too. He dropped the touchdown, and because Trufant's probably going to be covering uh, the number one, who I would technically be DK Metcalf since uh, Lockett plays out of the f- slot. Um you know, he's he's going to probably get looked at. And the number two is going against Atlanta. They've been averaging eight and a half targets, six and a half receptions, a hundred over 100 yards and a touchdown each in the last four games. I think this is a very good play if you're in a pinch here. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree with you. I think the Seahawks are going to roll in this game. I, I can't believe the line is as close as it is. In all likelihood, we're going to see Matt Schaub out there who – 
has not looked good, and our last uh, remembrance of him is when he was Mr. Pick 6, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we saw a Pick 6 in this game. You know, <laughs> that Atlanta defense is already demoralized. You know what's going to demoralize them even more? When they've got Chris Carson running the ball down their throats like 30 times a game. Like They are absolutely not going to come ready to play. They're, they're, they're going to give up by halftime. Seahawks are going to absolutely roll in this game. It it won't be close. I completely agree. You got a team that wants it. Pete Carroll always always gunning for it, and then whatever the hell you got down in Atlanta, <laughs> that team gave up in week three and <laughs> hasn't gotten any better since then. Uh, yeah, I, I I love the Falcons here. Like you said, I think you know their biggest strength offensive offensive line, uh, heavy run O, and I think they can do that all day on this Falcons team. All right, I think that about covers it. Uh, let's move on to our next game here. We've got the New York Jets uh, trying to rebound here on a short week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars are six-point favorites at home. The over-under in this game is 41. Um, guys, for my money here, I really like the Jets. Uh, I'm not afraid to stick with them here, even though I was on them on Monday night. The uh, Jaguars, that is not the Patriots' defense, uh, especially now that uh, Jalen Ramsey's on the West Coast. Uh, I, I think the Jets will be able to move the ball much better than they uh, showed us on Monday night. I expect it to be a close game, uh, but I think the Jets will actually win this one. I like a money line. I think you'll get some good value there. Uh, expect a close game, though, but uh, I think if you're taking Jets plus six, uh, you're in good shape. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, one of the big factors to me is Jaguars going up against a good run defense, and I know it didn't really look exactly like it for the Jets on Monday night, but they are. That that's just a that's just a Fugazi game, divisional game. I think you got to get it out of your heads about the Jets. Um, they're they actually got one of the best lines in the league, and you know if you look at the Jaguars, who other good lines they played, the Titans, the Saints, the Texans, they lost to all, well, except for the Titans, which, I mean, that's another primetime Thursday game. I'm not so sure you could rely on that. I feel pretty good with the Jets as long as Darnold isn't the, is more of that Cowboys game than what you saw in that Patriots game. I think a lot, of, a lot of this line right now is reflecting what people saw on Monday night, and I don't think that's truly where this offense is at. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't know if the Jets are going to win, um, but I definitely like them plus six here. Like, like you said, I think they have a pretty decent run D, and uh, I don't think Fournette's going to have as much success as he normally would. And I think that's going to force them to throw the ball. And the Jets still have a decent secondary, so I think you're going to make force uh, Gardner Minshew to make one or two mistakes. And um, you know, I think Sam Darnold bounces back here a little bit. Uh, Jag secondaries, like you said, not the same with without Jalen Ramsey, and I think this team overall just bounces back. They're not as bad as they looked on Monday night, and I think they uh, they cover here. I, I, I will say that since um, Ramsey, since he stopped really playing for the Jags <laughs> and gave up after week three, uh, wide receiver ones against them, have they've given up about six receptions for like 77 yards about, which I really like Robbie Anderson as a player Fire this year. Up. I think you shouldn't see the Jags defense on there and be nervous i think you should be firing him up big slobby anderson game big slobby he's gonna get real sloppy well i i want to caution some of the viewers from a fantasy football standpoint here because um 
you know, one of the defenses that's been a hot pickup this week, um, and I think it's because ESPN in particular has that projected number real high, is the Jacks, uh, Jacksonville defense. And I do not like that at all. I think the Jets should be able to put up a respectable number of points. I think you can do better uh, on the waiver wire with a defense than the Jags this week. Yeah, again, with that, I think a lot of that had uh, why you see um, the matchup of Oh, Jets offense are one of the worst or one of the best ones to stream against. A lot of that came out of the um, time with Luke Falk and with the Patriots just absolutely yeah. beating them down on Monday night. I, I think that you should just ignore that. I think this Jets team is much closer to the team that beat the Cowboys than the team that got their ass kicked by the Patriots. So. Yep. All right, guys, uh, game four here. We've got the uh, Arizona Cardinals heading down to the Bayou to take on the Saints. Saints are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under in this game is 48. Robbie, you think the Saints can continue their run of beating the spread? Man, they've been doing really good about that. Um, there's there's a word that um, Drew Brees' status is questionable for Sunday, but I don't think that's going to change how I view this game, to be honest, because Teddy Bridgewater, he's been doing his job pretty well back there, and uh, with it too, Kamara, if he's, he's most likely going to play, but if not, I think Latavius is going to be just fine. Um, I would be worried that that Cardinals run defense is a lot better than you would think it is, and, um, and now that they got... Um, Patrick Peterson back on that defense. I'm kind of looking at this 48 and thinking it might be a little high, so I'm kind of liking that. I still, eight and a half, that's a lot. And I I want to say Cardinals, but I think the Saints are going to cover that pretty easily at home. Yeah, I, I, I just think the Saints are just a more talented, deeper team than the Cardinals. And at home, um, I, like you said, I don't know. I don't really care if it's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees at this point. Elvin Kamara back. I know uh, Patrick Peterson might try to lock up Michael Thomas, but maybe maybe five years ago, I think Michael Thomas gets him here. Uh, I think he's just a better player. Um, so I'm not too worried about that matchup. So, yeah, I, I really like the Saints here. Uh, I know eight and a half's a lot, and um, the Cardinals have been showing a lot of life on offense as of late, and they've been looking at a better, like a better team. But I think the Saints are superior here, and uh, I think they get the job done. Yeah, I mean – Going down to the Superdome, that place could be rowdy as it always is. Tough place to play. Really tough place to play if you're a rookie quarterback. Um, I think Kyler's going to struggle in this one. You know, I've, I've been impressed with what the Cardinals have been able to do lately, but, I mean, you saw what the Saints did to the Bears' offensive line last week, and, um, you know, I, I expect Kyler's going to be running for his life a lot of this game. Plus, I think... Yeah, the Saints' offensive line is just one of the absolute best in football. They are going to bully this uh, Cardinals defense. They're going to be able to run the ball at will. I think the Saints will have no problem here. Uh, I like a minus 8.5. What's your guys' temperature check on uh, Kyler Murray this week? Um, I mean, like you said, they might have him running for his life. I, I could see him also just being doing a good job containing him and making him throw. Um, I know this secondary hasn't been the best, but... It'd be a little nerve-wracking to start him. I don't know what you guys would think. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally like guys, um, like I would I would play probably Minshew over him. I would play, mm -hmm. I'd definitely play Stafford over him. I like him much better. Um, you've got, like if, if it, by any means Goff is still available, uh, him playing against Cincinnati in London is a uh, is a good matchup, so um, I, mean, I, I think you can find better options. Yeah, I think either, I, I think you can play the opposite. Teddy Bridgewater in this game over Kyler Murray. 
Yeah, I love yep. that. And I, well. I bet I Teddy, that. I, Teddy's probably more available than uh, a lot of the other guys. Yep. Yep. All right, guys, anything else to add there? Nope. Okay, so game five. Uh, we've got the uh, New York football giants uh, heading to Detroit. Take on the Lions. Lions are seven-point favorites at home. The over-under in this one is 49. Adam, kick it off. Ah, you know, when this line first opened up, it was six and a half, and I had the Lions. But I, it's going to be – it's a good line. I think, I think I'm going to have to take the seven points and go with the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants are a lot better team than what they showed last week. Uh, I'm not sure. I think the rain combination with Saquon and Evan Ingram not being fully healthy – really affected their play but i think they bounce back here i i don't i don't think they're win I, I could see them winning um but i think they do cover here and the lions i carry on's a big loss for them I, I know he hasn't really been the best but you know he's he's a good running back and and i think that sort of eliminates the power run game that they try to establish and we're we're establishing so i think it puts a lot more on stafford and i i think you could see this offense struggle a little bit from what we've seen in the last couple of weeks yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. Um, I think Ty, Ty Johnson, he's going to be dude just fine in replacement. The first couple games at least, for sure. Um, because he's going to be fresher than any of the defenders he's going to have to go up against. Um, so I think that's going to give him a little bit of an edge going into at least this game. And I, I agree with you. I felt a lot more confident on the Lions, minus 6.5. But I still like the Lions on this side of the ball. I see... I'm nervous for uh, Daniel Jones. He hasn't really shown to uh, play well at all against somewhat good defense at very least. Even if this Lions team is without Darius Slay, I think that's still a good unit, and it's going to give him a little trouble. And in the end, it's going to be tough for the Giants to move the ball. I know seven is a lot, but I'd like the Lions at home to get a bounce-back game. Yeah, for me... um... I'm probably not going to bet this one, um, but I'm leaning Giants right now. Something just isn't settling right. Um, I mean, that, that Lions locker room's a little upset right now after the uh, uh, Quandre Diggs trade. Darius Slay's pissed off. So just think there might be a little turmoil in the locker room. They might not be completely focused this week. Um, I do think the Lions will win this game, but I think the Giants are able to keep it close. I think it'll be a sloppy game. Um I, I just think uh, it'll be it'll be a close one, so I'm I'm gonna take the Giants uh, to cover. Okay, all right, guys. Uh, let's move on to our next game. Here we've got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to uh, Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans are two and a half point favorites at home. The over under in this one is forty five and a half. Um, guys, I talked up the Titans pretty hard. Um, you know, when we were reviewing uh, their game last week against the Chargers, uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with them here. I like them to cover uh, the two and a half here. Uh, I like what T- Tannehill did. As I said, they've got some very interesting options uh, on the offensive side of the ball in terms of their skill players. Um, you know, I just think they'll be able to run the ball well, expect play action to develop off of that. And, uh, you know, you know the story with the Titans defense. Uh, they're solid. They can force turnovers. You know who likes to you know who likes turnovers too is Jameis Winston. I don't see him having a great game in this one. I'll take the Titans. Yeah, this is this is uh I'm leading Titans on this one. Uh, mostly 
because it the Jameis factor is you can never predict it really. I'm not sure if we're gonna get a good Jameis game or a bad Jameis game, but honestly, like you said, I might be leaning more of a bad Jameis game game here. And um, you know, I just just thinking of which, I I kind of saw an interesting video the other day, kind of breaking down why um, difference between Mike Evans and Godwin and why they kind of switch off, and it came a lot down to man coverage. Mike Evans had the edge because he was just the bigger body. He was, he'd be able to break away last second and just be able to get the ball while Godwin just excelled in the zones and where he'd just find a cut in, find a soft spot. And that's where he excels at. And looking at this Titans defense, they might be doing a lot of zone this week. So this might be one of those big Godwin games again. Um, but even still, yeah, I this Titans team, I, I know the Buccaneers are going to be tough to run against. Derrick Henry is going to be a tough guy to start, if you ask me. I I think he kind of got to at this point, but I think Tannehill is going to be able to take advantage of the secondary, so I'd like Titans to win by a field goal. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to disagree. I think I like uh, I really like the Bucks money line here. I know they're going on the road going into the Titans. I don't necessarily think the Titans' defense is as good as uh, a lot of people are making it out to be. Um, especially their secondary. Um, I know they got Jeffrey Simmons back, and he made a pretty big impact in that the Chargers game uh, up the middle. But I, I think Jameis has a big day here. Uh, I think he can take advantage of some of the corners here, and I think Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard might get involved over the middle. I I just think that Jameis has one of those Jameis games. They got the firepower. Don't necessarily think Ryan Tannehill um, after a. Uh, day or game of film is going to be that much better, and I, I think Bucks coming off the bye here get a get a dub on the road. All right, guys, um, let's move on to our next game here. We've got the uh, Los Angeles Chargers heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears are four point favorites at home. The over under in this one is forty one and a half. Uh, guys, I'm taking the Chargers. Doesn't necessarily mean I think they'll win, but. You know, I don't trust the Bears to be able to put up enough points to cover uh, four points at this point. Um, so, you know, they've been playing bad. They can't run the ball. Uh, that means they can't put a team away. Uh, until that changes, I'm going to have to stick with the Chargers. You know, what's been concerning for me, too, is I know that the um, um, the Bears have gone up against two very tough offensive lines in their last two games with the Raiders and the Saints. But that defense has been pushed off the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, the Chargers' offensive line is banged up. So, you know, it, this is going to really be a tell-all game whether or not there's a real problem with the Bears' defense and, and their front seven or if that was just a case of a couple tough matchups. But I'm going to have my eye on that. But regardless here, guys, until that offense figures things out, I'm going to take the Chargers with the points. Oh. Man, I, I was just so embarrassed going into halftime on Sunday. Just looking at the stat line that they had. Uh, end around to Anthony Miller that he fumbled. Three runs to Tariq Cohen, and only one to David Montgomery. Fumbled. Not That was the second half. Second half, yeah. Um, And I was just thinking, going into it, I'm like, okay, they're they're still in it. It's 10 to 12. Somehow they they probably shouldn't be in it because of how they've been playing, but they're still in it. As long as they reestablish the run, they'll be fine. 
Then I hear reports. Oh, Matt Nagy said they abandoned the run because it wasn't working. I, I knew we were gonna lose after that, cause that's that's like saying like, it's like a kid getting dinner right, eating some peas off, eating the has a steak, eating the fat off the steak, and saying nope, I'm I'm done. I'm just just give me the dessert and Mitchell Trubisky, you know, it, that's that's not how. It, I mean, I can't believe it. That was just absolutely awful. I'm not sure Play I follow time. your metaphor, but I understand your frustration. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna call David Montgomery the steak. You okay. need the steak. You, you need, need the, the sustenance, okay. all right? The peas are the little extra something to give you that balance, right? That's that's the Tariq Cohen. Okay. And okay, Trubisky, the, the dessert, and the fact that you know sugar, you know desserts, they could be a good thing to. Uh, but if you have too much of it, you know that's bad. <laughs> okay, now it's all. Awesome. So, <laughs> We've Mitch, all had a little bit too much Mitch lately. Mitch is it's more of a, a snack little... than, a, than a meal. Yeah, I think, you need to, I think that's what they need to be doing. And, I mean, yeah, this Bears defense, this run defense has been, you look at the stats and they've been taken advantage of. But you look at, like, last game, they only gave up nine rushes for 30 yards to Latavius Murray. I I think that that was a whole thing with them turning it not not even turning it over, having three and outs, three and outs, three and outs, giving the defense on the field so much time that they're just worn out, and then teams are just going to be able to run all over them. So I think this Chargers team is struggling so much that this defense is going to stay off the field for longer, and I think this is going to be the edge the Bears are going to need to win. God, I hope so. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> uh, my, Bears minus four at home probably seems like a trap game, but I think the Bears really match up well against the Chargers. Um, you know, the Raiders' offensive line and the Saints' offensive line is not the Chargers' offensive line. I think this is a good get-right game for the Bears' defense in particular. I think they get after Phillip Rivers, doesn't move well in the pocket. Um, as long as they contain Austin Eckler, I, I really think they're going to have their way with this offense. And, you know, offensively, I think Mitch... Mitch gets enough done. Uh, this is a banged up, banged up defense, banged up secondary. I uh, I do think they try to establish a run, um, even if it doesn't work. I think it's going to help the overall offense, and I think the Bears get it done here at home. You got to hope the Bears go up early somehow, and then Nagy just starts running it because of that, because that seems like the only time he wants to run when he has a lead. Yeah. Otherwise, he's panic mode throw. We're not happy, <laughs> to say the least. All right, guys. Um, got to make adjustments. Uh, let's go with our next game here. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles heading to uh, Buffalo to take on the Bills here. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off? Bills are one-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 43-and-a-half. You know what? Uh, this is I love this one. Uh, this is going to be my, my lock of the week. Jerry, it's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, Uh You look at this Bills team. Um, you know, as long as Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, I don't see how they're losing many games. This defense is all over the place. They're really containing any opposing offense. Um, you know, the one game they lost was against the Patriots, and, you know, Josh Allen, he doesn't make those picks. I think they actually win that game. This is a very talented roster. Um, home, They're at home. I think, you know, being 5-1, and one, those, <laughs> the Bills Mafia is going to come out in force. And, uh, you know, this Eagles team – you know, like Evan said, there's something wrong with the offense. Can't really put your finger on it. Um, 
But I, I do not think they have enough to beat this Bills team on the road. And, uh, yeah, give me Bills minus one and a half all day. I think they, they win big here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm on the Bills as well. I just think Eagles are going to have a tough time running the ball. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to have a hard time establishing that. Carson Wentz just has not looked great, especially under pressure, and, and the Bills are going to get after him this weekend. It's a tough uh, place to play on the road, too. Just a lot of things not in their favor. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bills. I think they're, they'll be able to do just enough. One and a half isn't uh, a lot of points, so uh, I'll take them. Yeah, the the, the Eagles, they, they got a pretty def- decent run uh, defense, but oh, John, John Brown, he's going to feast. Yeah, he's gonna get those smoky ribs. He's gonna just feast. <laughs> you can throw that, on Eagles that defense. That secondary is awful. That's probably another one of the worst ones with along with the Falcons, the two bird teams. Yep. And then <laughs> the 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 fish that kind of looks like a bird, and the dolphins. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I like the Bills all day here. Um, this is just seems too too low of a line too. Yeah. I, I th- these this Bills. Defense is just way too good. Again, this Eagles team just looks a little lost altogether this year. Um, don't need to say more, Bills. Yeah, I uh, I love the under in this game. I'd be surprised if uh, if it didn't hit. So, uh, friendly tip to our uh, betting what folks. What is that out again? Forty three and a half. Forty three and a half. That's too high. Yeah, that's, that's a little high. Not at all. Russell Douglas that's, has that's something counting. to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas needs to yeah, stay I, off the field. <laughs> God. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Um, next game up, we've got Cincinnati Bengals uh, taking on the Rams. Rams are technically the home team, but this game is in London. Uh, the Rams are 13-point favorites at uh, Tottenham, and uh, the over-under in this one is 48-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, you're Mr. London. You know the science here. Why don't you uh, start us off? So the jet lag check. Jet lag check. No teams left yet, so I'm oh, assuming no. they're both going on Friday. So that means they're going to probably be on the same level. I I mean, it could be under. I, I Honestly, I see the Rams just running away with this one. I think a, a tired Rams team is exponentially better than a tired Bengals team. And, yeah, they're, they're just – I don't even know what to say even to this. It's, it, it just shouldn't even be – yeah, this yep. game screams thirty-eight fourteen Rams to me. Like they're they're gonna dominate this game uh, on all three phases. <laughs> Bengals Bengals will have probably one special team score, and uh, they'll find a way <laughs> to get one score late in garbage time. Uh, when, a one when, yard yeah. run by Andy Dalton. Yeah. This is the game out of all of them that uh, scares me the most with the backdoor cover. Yeah, I, I mean London just I don't know something about just this some game. Weird yeah. turnover that happens. Yeah, I, mean, I, I could. S- yeah, I, I think the Rams are a better team. They jump out to a big lead, and then, you know, garbage time Andy Dalton runs in his fourth touchdown of the year or something. I, I, that guy, <laughs> <laughs> guy loves running touchdowns in and two minutes ago in the fourth. Um, but, no, I, I, I think the Rams should take control of this game from the start, and uh, regardless of when they get there or not, I, 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 Rams should cover 13 points. Bengals are terrible. Bengals are bad. Okay. Uh, next up, guys, we have the Emmanuel Sanders list Broncos uh, heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Um, Colts are five and a half point favorites at home here, and the over under in this one is forty three and a half. Adam, why don't you start us off? 
I, I like the Colts here. I know uh, the Broncos, they looked god-awful uh, at home last Thursday. Yeah. They got a long week. Um, I just don't think a lot of their, their – this, this seems like an offense that doesn't know what it wants to do. I think they probably need to establish a run a little bit more than what they're doing, and I think they're leaning a little bit too much on Joe Flacco. Um, but I, the Colts are a better team here. They got a huge win last week at home. And um, I just don't see them having much much trouble with this Broncos team at five and a half. That's a low number. I, I'm definitely taking the Colts. Yeah, I I just don't know if the Broncos can mentally recover uh, from that beating they took at home. That was an embarrassment. Yeah. Um, especially offense. with Mahomes going out, they they should have had every chance to come back in that game. And yeah, it is an embarrassment. There's a lot of things wrong with the Broncos right now. Uh, clearly, they're playing for the future because they traded away their uh, star wide receiver so um yeah i i think uh you got a demoralized team going on the road to a team that's got a lot of hope and promise and uh the colts are just better on all three phases they got a lot more talent on that team um give me the colts uh they should be able to cover five and a half uh with ease yeah something about just five and a half makes me a little more nervous about this but i'm still on the colts um i guess can't really pinpoint exactly what it is, but maybe the Broncos being a little more rested after that Thursday night and extra couple days of rest to recover and try to figure everything out um, and get their defense straight, that this might be a little lower scoring of a game. Um, but uh, I guess a big question would be, with Emmanuel Sanders on, does that, does that free up Cortland Sutton even more than he are? already has he's already been having a pretty good year I don't getting think, bombs from uh, Flacco yeah I don't think so I think if anything you're gonna see uh more go to um Noah Fant and Deshaun Hamilton uh those are gonna be your uh your biggest uh boost receivers from this trade uh in my opinion yeah I I, I would agree with this I I do think that um Colts have been struggling to cover the wide receiver one this year and um, Sutton can absolutely benefit from that in this game. Um, but other than that, on the Broncos' side, not really too excited about that offense. I think their run this game is not going to really get much going, and I think, yeah, Colts are going to just be able to control this. Yep. Adam? Yep, I think we said it all. Colts, Colts control this one. All right. Um, next game we got is uh, Oakland Raiders heading down to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, Texans are seven point favorites at home here. Pretty high over under in this one, guys, at fifty one and a half. Uh, I'll start it off. You know, I was I was kind of teetering on taking the Raiders in this one, but at the end of the day, uh, Deshaun Watson is just playing way too damn good right now. Uh, I just I envision he'll be able to make enough plays here to to put this one on ice and uh, uh, give give the Texans enough offense to uh, move past the Raiders here. Um, Texans have more talent on their defense too than the Raiders have. So, uh, you know, I, I think they should be able to cover the seven at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would absolutely agree. Um, that with the line being seven, I'm a little more hesitant. I'm out. I'm probably not taking this game, but this rate Raiders defense is not looking good. Um, I think Kenny Stills is a guy who's also, I, I think he was a hot pickup this week just because of Will Fuller being gone and him having the open opportunity against the Raiders, which hey, is very real. I think he is going to get this opportunity. Um, I think both teams are going to be scoring quite a bit, and the line kind of shows it. But 
when it's all said and done, Texans I think are going to be able to take care of business at home. I agree. I think you know Texans' biggest strength is going to be going up against Raiders' biggest weakness, and I, I just don't think that the secondary for the Raiders is going to be able to stop Deshaun. Um, they don't really do a good job of rushing the passer, so that means Deshaun's going to have clean pockets, and I think I think this Texans offense is going to have a field day. And um, you know Raiders, they're going to put up some points, but I, they're they're not going to be able to keep up. Uh, this line originally, I think, was six and a half. I loved it then. Still like it at seven. But, um, yeah, I think the Texans win pretty big here at home. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, next game we have is the Carolina Panthers are heading to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Niners are five and a half pa- uh, point favorites at home. Over under, and this one's pretty low uh, at 42. Uh, I like the Niners in this one. I just think uh, Kyle Allen's going to have a tough time, uh, find a lot of room to work with. Uh, offensively, Niners' defensive line has just been a force to be reckoned with this year. So I expect uh, Kyle Allen to spend a lot of time on the ground. And, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, Niners' offense, I think they do uh, enough uh, on the ground to be able to, um, you know, work in enough play action to get a couple big plays in this game. Uh, I like them to win uh, and cover in this one. I'll take the uh, Niners minus 5.5. Yeah, I'm with you here. Um I think that the Panthers are defensive weaknesses against the run, and guess what the Niners love to do? They love to run the ball. Um, Kyle Allen, like you said, it. I, I I think the secondary is good enough to give him a little trouble, especially with that pass rush coming at him. And, man, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a little trouble too. I, I mean, personally, I'm looking at this Niners team as maybe the – Definitely a top three unit in football right now. Um, they're maybe number two to the Patriots um, just at the moment. And I, I think it's going to be a tough day for the Panthers to go into the Bay Area. I, I think the Niners can easily cover five and a half. I'm not so confident. I, Panthers are a good team. Um, they can beat you a number of different ways. I like how their offense is sort of uh, shifted with, uh, Kyle Allen, um, he's he's pretty good in the pocket. He uh, has a good sense of when the, where the pressure's coming. I think he might fare a little bit better than some of the quarterbacks the 49ers have faced thus far. And when you have an outlet like um, Christian McCaffrey, um, some of those wideouts, I, I think they're going to have a lot of – or not a lot. They're going to have more success than some of the other offenses that 49ers have come up against. Uh, I still think the 49ers win here at home, um, but five and a half, I think this is the, probably a – Three three point game. Uh, yeah, give me the Panthers here with the points. Alrighty, um, let's move on to our next one. The Cleveland Browns heading to New England uh, to take on the Patriots. Patriots are twelve and a half point favorites at home. Over under in this one is forty six. Um, guys, what do you think? I mean, can can the Browns really go into New England and right the ship? Um, I, I'm doubting it. I I don't have any faith in it right now. Um, I know the Browns are coming off of a bye, but you know Bill Belichick has just done absolute wonders with this defense. They are clicking on all cylinders. I think Baker's going to have a bad day, um, and they're going to have a tough time getting anything going. Give me the uh, Patriots uh, minus twelve and a half. I like them to win and uh, win by at least that much, led by another strong defensive effort. Yeah, you you we saw what Patriots did to the Jets. And Baker Mayfield is no Stonewall Jackson at all. He's not no corn. He might be a Cornwall. <laughs> um, 
you know, it, I think you, you've seen Baker struggle this year um, in, against good defenses when they just have his number and Patriots are going to just be all over him this game. 12 and a half points. Oh, man, I honestly thought it was going to be higher than this, to be honest. I really like the Patriots here. Um, I get my question for you guys is Nick Chubb, is he a bench move this week? Mm. I don't think you can do I don't, think I don't know do if it. you can, but it just doesn't look good against this Patriots team. Yeah. They've just stopped everybody. I mean, if you've Led got... didn't do too well. He get, what, like... If you've got another option, um, you know, then, then give it a go. But it's hard to it's hard to sit somebody like Chubb when he's been so good to start the year. Um, I I'm, I'm gonna wind up starting him in the, the league I have him in. Yeah, I I mean it's it's not a good, easy feeling going up no. against the Patriots. No, no, do that. no. temper your expectations. <laughs> I, I I agree with you guys. I'm I'm really loving the Pats here. Uh, Twelve and a half really isn't a lot considering how they've played and how they've dominated and when you look at the Browns you know they've been sort of exposed offensively by better defensive teams and you know Bill Belichick's the best Uh, I I think they you know they're already set up roster wise pretty good against the Browns you know got Gilmore on the outside takeaway Um, Beckham Jr. You know this defense is gonna, this D line is gonna bottle up Chubb. I I don't think Baker is gonna go farewell against this scheme, and um, you know I could I could see him having you know two three picks, and you know that's enough for the Pats to cover with this uh, with their offense. So yep, loving the Pats here at home uh, with minus twelve and a half. Who gets more touchdowns, the Brown or the Browns offense or the Patriots defense? <laughs> Oof. I'd I'd probably lean the Pats defense. It might be a push. Yeah, it might be a push. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta think the Pats D is at least gonna get one. But uh, yeah, that's that'll be interesting to see how it uh, plays out there. All right, guys, Sunday night football. We've got the Green Bay Packers heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs are four point favorites at home right now, no doubt. due to kind of the cliffhanger on whether or not Mahomes is going to play, but, you know, in all likelihood, not expecting to see him out there. Uh, Over-under in this one is 47.5. Guys, got to be honest with you, even if Mahomes plays, I think he's going to be hobbled enough. You know, Packers minus four in this one, you can lock it up for me. Jerry, it's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, No. Regardless of Mahomes playing, this is going to be one of the better defensive units that the Chiefs are going to see this year. And, you know, it just is starting to look like, um, you know, Rodgers is really clicking in that offense. There's just too many weapons for that Chiefs defense uh, to keep track of. You know, I know they had a good game against Denver last week on the road, but this is not the Denver Broncos uh, (laughs) offense that we're dealing with here. Um, Packers should win this one handily. I agree. Um, you know, this Packers offense really starting to click. Um, you know, so was that O-line. He had a – Rodgers had a pristine pocket. I know he's going up against the Raiders, but um, this is the team that's really getting to figure it out. Um, you saw against the Cowboys, they transformed into a heavy run team. Um, they can win in a number of ways. And I think here on Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers comes out to play. And I, I think you're right. Regardless of if uh, Mahomes plays or not, uh, I think the Packers win here. And uh, I think they cover on the road. Um, Chiefs, you know, that 
really team effort after Mahomes went down last week. But, you know, whether it be Matt Moore or a very injured Pat Mahomes, I just don't think they have enough to get it done here against a team like the Packers who've shown they're one of the NFL's elite. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all with you guys, Packers. Um, four points, yeah, even if Mahomes comes in hobbled, which for the sake of the Chiefs and their, their fan it. base, do not do it. Save him for the playoffs. You guys are going to be just fine making it into there. Packers, they're going to be able to run all over this Chiefs defense. They're going to be able to throw on them. I mean, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams might have a good day because this Chiefs run game defense is just non-existent. And can we trust anything about Matt Moore if he does start? I mean, if Matt Moore starts, I think that's beyond a lock. Four, minus four. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really do like Peck being able to cover this. I mean, my whole thing though is, even if Mahomes does start, like he has not looked good as hobbled as he has been in the last three weeks, and he's going to be even worse if he plays. Come on. Yeah, don't, let's, be smart, don't let's be smart. Let's be smart. Yeah, Packers minus four. Take it. Okay. Um, the game we've all been waiting for. <laughs> the premier matchup. Monday Night Football. Booker's going to be going nuts. It's the Miami Four Dolphins. Fingers. <laughs> Heading to Steel Town to take on the Steelers. Um, Steelers are actually 14-point four favorites here at home. The over-under in this one is 43. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off? What are your Man, thoughts on this one? Steelers get another just real bad Monday night game. I I mean I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> I mean I guess people would have thought they were good before the season, but it's uh it's kind of funny they get them and the Bengals and now them and the Dolphins. Uh yeah, it's uh looks like a game that's going to be under the control of the Steelers, and this 14 points is a lot. But this Miami Dolphins team is just not that good at all. And, I I mean, I don't really see them being able to get within the Steelers' defense. I think it's going to be able to bottle them up, regardless if, if it's magic is going to be there or not. Um, yeah, uh, James Conner, he's he's looking good. I heard he um, was uh, his quad's probably good because he was running up and down the Steelers' locker room, like showing off some new headphones he got. Okay. Um, so... I think he's going to be good. I think the Steeler team's going to be ready to roll and just absolutely steamroll the Dolphins at home. Well, Robbie, this is my uh, this is my backdoor game. Oh no! Yep. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I hate to do it to you. This this feels like uh, this is going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be a low scoring game. Um, you know, I like the under actually at 43 here. I don't know that the Steelers are going to be able to. Um, get a ton going uh, offensively. You know, I think they, I think they can put up twenty points on the board, maybe twenty three. But um, I just see the Dolphins getting a late touchdown here. I could see this being twenty to nothing late in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and they get That's probably and they fair. get a late touchdown with some Fitz magic uh, to backdoor cover it. I, you know, I'll probably staying away from this game just because God knows I don't want to watch it. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I got a weird feeling the Dolphins will be able to get one late here uh, to pull off the backdoor cover. All right, Adam, and what are your thoughts on the game? You know, you never like betting on the Dolphins, but 14 points 
that's a lot against the Steelers offense that, you know, really looked good in their last game. But under Mason Rudolph, um, you never know. I know they're home here. But, I, I mean, the Dolphins showed some life, life last week uh, playing the Bills. You know, 14 points a lot. I, I'll, I'll take the points here. Uh, I'll take the risk. I don't think the Steelers are all that good of a team. And, um, yeah, I think the Dolphins uh, get backdoor cover here. Or they can just cover outright. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the odds. Give me the points. All right. So that'll do it for our week eight picks. Uh, why don't we get into the uh, podcast parlay here, Adam? Why don't you break down uh, how we did last week and then what we got for this week? Well, last week we were looking good, uh, two for two during Sunday, and then we had the Jets Monday night. Doe, doe, So we broke even. No, yeah, so we broke even. Uh, up 90 on year still. That's a yeah, decent heading into week eight. Yeah. Uh, this week uh, we're actually going to do our three locks. Um, we're all consensus on those games. So we like the Bills minus one and a half, the Seahawks minus five, the Packers minus four, Um you know, we do uh, $25 in each and then the 25 to parlay of all three. And, uh, yeah, I think this is the first time we've had consensus on all of our locks. So we're looking we're looking to make some money. I, I, I just realized I typed in my lock of the Sea Shocks. Oh, sheesh socks. The sheesh. 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 They look shocks by the sheesh. <laughs> it was a sheesh effort against the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for our show. Uh, thank you guys for coming in. Again, a uh, reminder, please send us um, your uh, questions at southlotfootballguys at gmail.com. Send that to us. Uh, we'll answer it next week during our Spooky Power Hour episode. But until then, uh, for me uh, and Robbie and Adam, thanks again for listening, guys. We will talk to you soon.